From the offices of Courtney Dehoff, a.k.a. her apartment in Dallas, the cowgirl-turned-television host brings you the Cowgirl Problems Podcast. This podcast is where country and city living collide. Cowgirl Problems is dedicated to anyone who is trying to figure out what the heck they're doing with their life. It's for the cowgirls, cowboys, entertainers, and everyday hustlers sorting through all of life's problems. Buckle up, here goes nothing. Well, welcome to another episode of the Cowgirl Problems Podcast. I am really excited for our next guest because I don't think that I've had a rodeo queen on yet, and I am uh, a rodeo queen, an old, old rodeo queen, a high school rodeo queen, but Jadea Kirsch is joining me, and she is just like such a cool cowgirl. I've been following her on Instagram and just like sort of obsessing over her style and all of the things, uh, but the first black rodeo queen in Arkansas, and you just, you've got a vibe going, girl, so welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be talking with you today. I'm really oh my excited, gosh. and girl, I love your style. I'm always going through your pictures. I love it, so oh, thank I'm glad you. we have that in common. Thank you. Well, we can just like obsess every each other. That's fine. Uh, Jadea, I want to kind of start at the beginning because I don't know your story and I don't think our listeners probably do either. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, being a cowgirl. Did you grow up a cowgirl or how um, did you sort of get into horses and stuff? Because I know you have a very uh, a big love for horses because I read some of your blogs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I got into horses whenever I was between the ages of six and seven. Um, I didn't, I don't come from a, like a horse family background, but whenever I was, I was, so when I was growing up, I'd went through a lot of things growing up. Um, I grew up with my father being in prison, um, and I just had a lot of depression and I went through like a lot of traumatic events when I was very, very young. Um, and I'd, I'd went to a counselor for a while and she introduced me to horses and one day she uh, asked my mom if we would go out to her ranch and if she could do um, a session with me with the horse. And that day she handed me the reins to my freedoms and I've never not been a horse on a horse since that day. So, Oh, that kind of gave me goosebumps. They, you know, the horse sort of in a way, uh, it was therapeutic for you, would you say? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Oh, I, I have a hoof print on my heart. Like, no matter, at the end of the day, if I wasn't rodeo queening or, you know, I love horses so much more than having a crown on my hat or just, you know, anything in general. I, I love them with my whole heart. <laughs> oh, I love that. And Jadea, right off the bat, I, you know, we're going to talk more about being a cowgirl and, and your love of horses and things. But one thing that I really loved about your very first answer is how open and honest and real you were. Because I think that so many people need to hear that we all struggle. We all have struggles. Mm-hmm. We all have hard times. You know, some of us have experienced traumatic events. And I love that you're so open about it. Do you find that other women, especially other cowgirls, connect with you because you're so vulnerable and just willing to be like, hey, this is what I came from and this is how I'm overcoming it? Mm-hmm. I can say that, honestly, like throughout me even just growing – my audience on social media and everything is it's been based off of how real I am with I'm for, for me, I'm very relatable to a lot of people in a lot of different circumstances. I I'm a very, very well-rounded person. And I think that has gotten me so far in the cowgirl 
world and as far as the real world, just being able to connect with people because I'm also, I carry myself well, you know, when I talk about what I've been through, people will look at me like, they're like, you know, we don't look like what we go through, you know? So it's just, I do feel like me being able to overcome everything. It makes people, especially that's who I hear from the most are young kids. Um, whenever it comes to just them dealing with, you know, cause I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not embarrassed of anything that I've ever been through. I wouldn't be half the woman that I am today if I hadn't went through all those trials and tribulations. So for me, it's, if I, I know when I'm telling my story, I'm telling her story too. So if you can make it off of what I've been through, and if I could at least tell you what I've been through and show you how I've gotten through it, and it could, it could help the next person. I, I have helped so many people in that aspect. Oh, I have no doubt that you have. You are just like fancy lady cowgirl vibe all the way. And I love that. So, you know, you sort of discover horses as a little girl. They're sort of, you know, they sort of save you in a way. How did the rodeo queen thing sort of come to be? When did you sort of develop that um, aspiration to become a rodeo queen? And not only a rodeo queen, but the first black rodeo queen in Arkansas, which is like pretty killer. (laughs) Thank you. So for me, I was, (laughs) okay, so growing up, I'd always wanted to be like, I'd idolize just pretty girls on horses. And, you know, so for me, the rodeo queen world was so foreign because I didn't see a lot of girls. I actually had never seen before, before I'd competed. Maybe I hadn't looked into it so much, but I hadn't seen a black rodeo queen. I will honestly say growing up, I probably thought more often than not that it wasn't something that I could do. So for me, whenever I was doing it, I was literally having fun. I didn't think that I was, you know, becoming the first black rodeo queen in Arkansas. I just was having fun doing what I love. I was 16 years old. um, And I just, I already had, I was already going to um, Coal Hill, Arkansas rodeo to do I was on a drill team so we had a performance there that night and I was just like you know there's a they had a pageant there so I went in the day before I did the pageant and was crowned that night so for me it was you know it was just not seeing someone else in the position that this of the same skin color as me and wondering if I could do it and then just being like yeah I can do it oh absolutely and I just have to imagine that there are so many little girls, black, white, purple, pink, whatever color they are, that are just looking up to you like, oh my gosh, she is beautiful. She's riding horses. She's a rodeo queen. You, by the way, like I, you always have cool color lipstick on. I'm like, ooh, can I wear purple lipstick? I literally looked at your Instagram today and I was like, I wonder if I could pull out purple lipstick. I was like, I'm going to have to make sure I ask her before I do that. Yes. But I, I just I love have to. It. I, that there's so many, you know, little girls out there, regardless of their color or their background or whatever it may be, that are just looking up to you thinking, okay, like she did it so I can do it. And right. um, mm-hmm. that's got to make you feel good. Yeah. I think for me, being one of those little girls for so long, for me, like being older, because I'd quit for, for two years. I didn't rodeo because, you know, the same arena that I found my love in because of hateful people. I lost that same love, you know, so it took me time to mentally get over some of the things that I'd experienced in the rodeo world, but it took me also having that understanding, like, girl, if you don't do it, you don't know when it's going to be done. And, and, you know, it, 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 it was the wanting to see the change, you know, wanting to open up the doors. If if that's what I'm doing, then, you know, just so the next person can do it and it'd be easier. (laughs) 
Oh, I well, love not that. easier, just more obtainable. Yeah, it just just show people, you know, that that anything is possible. And I love, you know, like mm-hmm. you said, it might as well be you that does it. Now, mm-hmm. I do want to ask, and this is sort of for my own benefit as well, because I have just been like, the last week has just been like my social media has not been fun. It's been heavy mm-hmm. and draining mm-hmm. and people feel like, I think people might forget that, like I don't have a huge following and I feel like mm-hmm. people might forget that I'm a human being. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how do you deal with the the hate and how do you deal with the, you know, people just say things to me sometimes and I'm like, would mm-hmm. you say that to my face if we were like uh, face to face? How do you deal with that? And how do you continue just like, pushing forward. Cause I had a moment girl last week where I was like, you know what? Bye. I'm going to delete this Instagram. And I thought, no, uh-huh. that's not fair. That's not fair to the, you know, all the people who are mm-hmm. following me, who are getting something from my message. So mm-hmm. how do you handle it? So, oh my goodness. Yes. I'm I, I actually going through that, like literally right now. Um, I've just been dealing with that all weekend and all week. I made this little video dressing up a dress western style and oh my goodness the girls have just been so mean about it but for me I took it I take it back when I was really when I was 16 years old is is where I I learned how to deal with the hate and the criticism especially coming into a world the world that I'm in now and one thing that I learned from the my past experience of dealing with people that are hateful to me and, and just rude in general is, is I, I, I think of it like this, you know, that I turned that hate into, instead of looking at it in a negative way, I look at it, at it in a positive way because I honestly, I, I, I think of it like this. I've never met one of my haters that are doing better than me, but also in a perspective as you're hating on me because you see what I see in me. So I, I, I took the hate and turned it more into motivation because if, if, if I wasn't doing something right, I don't think you'd be talking about me. So I just kind of put it in a perspective of I'm doing the right thing, especially if I've got you talking about me and the more you talk about me, the more my name gets around. So thank you. (laughs) They're honestly like little fans in a way. I'm going to replay this podcast. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to put it on a t-shirt and I'm just going to wear it around (laughs) and I'm going to credit you, you know, said like, amen, amen. It just, you know, you're so, so right. And it just, it sort of like beats you down a little bit, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm literally sitting here and I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to post something tonight and I'm going to credit today. And I'm going to, you know, I'm like, yes, yes. What she said. So I love that. And I think that everyone needs to hear that and just Mm -hmm. remember that because I don't know. Maybe something like has gotten in the water this last week. Cause I saw another, yeah. girl, um, oh, one of the Canadian girls that I really love who has a, a big following posted mm-hmm. something very similar. And she's like, people have been so mean in the last, and I'm like, yes. okay, it's not just me, which, you know, doesn't make me feel better. But at the same time, I'm like, Oh God, at least I'm not alone. So I love no, her. You're not. <laughs> one of my posts on TikTok is like going popular right now because people are being rude in the comments and everyone's arguing. I'm just like, what is wrong with y'all? But whatever. Yeah, it is. It, you know, like you said, <laughs> they're obviously talking about you because you're doing something that they're jealous about or that they <laughs> like. Um, no, I love this. You've got such a cool story. You know, I was sort of cruising through your blog, which I'm loving. Um, and I wrote down a couple of things that I really, I sort of want you to expand on. Um, we've mm-hmm. sort of talked about this, but you said one of the things that's very important to you is you want to show young girls how to be confident. What does confidence look like to you? So to me, 
Uh, you can wear confidence every day, but it's it's one thing to to look confident on the outside and hold your head up, but to actually wear that crown and feel that same way on the inside is so much harder. You know, it's it, and and so I see it as in an aspect of just always authentically being you and loving who you are, despite you know what's to come. Like like we've we've touched on. There's people are gonna say mean things, you know. <laughs> They're, they're, and people are going to be hateful throughout life. And rather than allowing those things to break you down, you know, it's that confidence that you have to have within yourself. That self-love is it, it's so important. And without it, you're ultimately nothing, especially whenever I feel like for me, um, I, I look I, I had to look for my confidence in myself at a young age. So it took literally me taking time to get to know who I am because we get so caught up in social media sometimes that we forget who we are because we're trying to put up an image of who people think we are. So for me, the confidence is just being who I am comfortably every day and, and being a woman that can help the next woman if I can, but just spreading, spreading love and just being positive, just, just to always, because when you're not, when you're not happy on the inside, it, it shows. And I feel like that lack of confidence is in my life has stopped me from getting to where I want to be or where I think I should be because I, I, I lack that self-love and that all goes into confidence. In Ooh, so good, man. I'm just going to call you every day and have you give me a <laughs> Um, I'm loving this. Another one that I think goes right into this hand in hand. And I think, you know, when it comes to, you know, the haters or social, just social media in general and, what's going on in the world, I guess you say, protect your peace at all costs. And I love this. Like I'm going to write this down and stick it on my refrigerator. Protect mm -hmm. your peace at all costs. What does that mean? That means don't let anyone, you know, mess with, with your character. You know, for me, it was, I had, and I'm still learning this. Oh my goodness. Not I've learned. I'm still learning to not let anyone you know, defend my armor. Like you have to protect your, your, your peace. If you, if you allow, I, I look at it in this aspect is if, if I allow someone or something every day to, to make me upset, I would live my life in between being going mad every day. And then, and, and I would feel like going in, it, it, it's the line between going mad every day and going insane. And then it's like every day, if you're allowing someone or something to, to make, make you go mad every day. How long until you reach that point of insanity and you can't, you're not just going mad anymore. You've reached, you've overreached that point. So it's like, you have to protect your person, your, your whole, your soul, you know, from social media, from people that you put into your life. You just always have to be aware of the people that are around you and the things that are going on around you. Because a lot of, a lot of people, sometimes don't have your best interests. And so for me, it's always, I'm always willing to get to know people, but I'm, I always put those guards up and I hate it, but you, we, we just meet a lot of bad people in life and you never know until you see the bad. So it's like, as long as you protect, protect who you are, protect your person and just always be aware. Mm, yeah. That's if, I feel like for me, it's just having the best interests for myself. Just always, you know, I think that is so 
just on a point. And, you know, I keep going back to social media just because it's like on my brain because I've been like mm-hmm. annoyed with it recently, but mm-hmm. I'm sort of that way. I've gotten to the point where I'm like, if you slide into my DMS and you're spreading negativity, I'm not only going to not read them, I'm going to delete the message. I'm going to block you because I don't have time in my life to have people I don't even know affecting my peace. And I think what you said is just mm-hmm. so important. Like you do have to have your guard up a little bit because you have to just sort of protect, like you said, your character because they will, they'll whittle mm-hmm. you down until you turn into, mm-hmm. and I've been, like I've been there, you know, I've, I've worked in television and entertainment and I've gotten to the point where I was just like miserable to be around mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I let people just sort of keep, pinching and prodding and tweaking and, and tearing me down until, you know, it was just like, Oh, Courtney sucks. And then, you know, mm-hmm. you have to climb out of that. But I think that's just such wonderful advice. And man, I'm just like so excited that we're doing this because I'm listening to you like, Holy cow, she's going to like take over the world. I'm going to be like, yeah. <laughs> so I want to know, like, I know you're in school and I believe I read, are you a criminology major is that did I read that somewhere what's yes for you like that is so cool tell me all about that like a criminology what does that entail and and what are you like hoping to do with that so um I um so I'm a criminology major I minor in journalism and interpersonal communications um I'm going to I'm going to law school I'm going to be a criminal defense attorney one day um (laughs) Oh my so it's, it's ideal. Um, it's ideal for me because there's a lot of things within the justice system. Um, just how I grew up in, in, you know, my, you know, my family background for me, my, my parents, they always reinform me that I'm a breath of fresh air for them. Like I said, I don't, I, the, you know, my family, they're just, they always say I'm different. So for me, it's, I, I, in a, in a way, I can help my family a lot through this because I have cousins. And like I said, I grew up with my, my dad's still incarcerated till this day. So for me, there's a lot of things that I would not only like to help within the justice system, but change. So that's why I'm going into that career field. Oh, I love that. This goes right along with like, I was like, why do you want to be a rodeo queen? You're like, because I wanted to prove that I could do it. And I love, you know, why do you want to be a, why do you want to be a criminal lawyer? Well, because I'm going to make a change. Like I'm not going to sit around and wait for something to change. I've seen how it's affecting my family. I'm going to go in and make, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make the changes myself. And you are just like, uh, like fancy lady cowgirl, like goals. I am so excited (laughs) that my listeners are just getting to hear this because man, I just so admire and respect just everything, you know, that you're doing. And I want to ask you this, you know, before we wrap up, what does it mean to you to be a cowgirl? What, what is a cowgirl in your mind? Because I reached out to you for a reason because I was like, Ooh, she's edgy. She's cool. Like she's not following, you know, all the traditional, like you're still embracing all the traditional things that make a cowgirl is amazing, but you're doing it in like your mm-hmm. own cool way. And that is what I love about you. You know, cause that's what I've been going through with, with my drama on TikTok is everyone saying that cowgirls don't dress like that and all this stuff. And, and it did. I, I remember um, commenting, I was like, all of these gateways to how a cowgirl should dress or what a cowgirl is to me for me being a cowgirl like I said I have a hoof print on my heart so it's so much more than just the attire and what I wear for me being a cowgirl is the love that I have for the industry and, and for the western way of, of life and, and for the animals most importantly 
and most importantly for me, the horses. I love horses. So it's just representing the way that I like to live and the, the things that I like to do in the best way possible. Like being a cowgirl is to me, it's so much more than, like I said, just the tire. It's, it's like in your blood <laughs> in a way. Like I said, I don't come from that kind of family. But for me, my life wouldn't be the same without horses. I'll always have to have a horse, <laughs> a couple horses in my truck and trailer. So it's became a way of life for me. Oh, it, it is, it's so all nice. of that. So good and so well said. And I wish that more people would just respect and understand that it's not how you look. It's not how you live. It is not how you dress. It's not where you came from or how you mm -hmm. were raised. And that's really the whole mission behind sort of what I'm trying to do with Fancy Lady Cowgirl is just say, hey, I respect and I admire the women, the traditionalists, the, the cowgirls who came before me. Like they paved the way. But I think that we can also celebrate modern day cowgirls and what that looks like. You know, we don't all look the same. We don't all live the right. same. We have not had the same experiences. And I think that is what makes, you know, just being a cowgirl so dang special. And I think you just absolutely embrace all that is cowgirl. So um, go you. I always tell people, I'm like, they're like, can I? I'm like, I make the rules. On my podcast and on my platforms, I make the rules. So I say, you can do whatever you want. You can dress however you want. You can be a cowgirl because I said so. That's what I always tell people. I'm like, well, right. on my page, I'm in charge. So I love it. No, <laughs> Thank you so much. This is awesome. But you know, one more thing before I let you go, what is next? Because you're like very busy. I know you're, you're, you're in school, you're, you're, you're pursuing this major degree mm -hmm. and you know, what's next for you as far as just, you know, this, this cowgirl lifestyle, maybe, <laughs> I mean, what's, what's on your radar? Um, I have some things coming. Um, well, right now I'm getting ready to do Wrangler's holiday shoot with them. So that's next. That will be soon, but and by the next by next year, I have a really big project coming up. So um, I I want to share about it, but I'm not like secure in it yet. So I hear you. No, no pressure. No things, pressure. <laughs> there are things coming. Um, and um, what did I do? I did um, a shoot with the Boot Barn for their October release. So that's coming out um, in October next month. Um, but so far, I'm just. I graduate in 21. So I'm graduating next year. And right now it's just graduating, getting my bachelor's degree and getting into law school. Hopefully, oh, but. You're, you're going to be plenty <laughs> busy. And I'm just loving, I can't wait to see the boot barn. I love, love, love what boot barn is doing. Like I've sort of been following along. I mean, I've always mm -hmm. followed boot barn, but like this blog and these, the storytelling that boot barn yes. is doing. Like, and this, I'm not sponsored. Like I've, I don't know anybody at boot barn. I'm not sponsored by them. Anything. I just love what they're doing. So I am so excited to see uh, what you did with them. And Wrangler, how famous, like you're just killing the game. I'm so excited for you. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. And I'm so glad that we got to do this call. Oh, me too, Judea. Thank you so much for joining the Cowgirl Problems podcast. I hope all of my listeners uh, go and follow you. I will share your website. I will share where people can find you on Instagram. All of that will be below so people can follow along uh, with your journey and good luck. Oh, thank you so much. And I can't wait to see, to hear this and listen. <laughs>